When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. I think you need great communication. Uh, you need camaraderie amongst the group. Uh, the best defenses I've been a part of. Um, there have been um, you know, real good relationships throughout the that group. Um, and then you got to execute. Um, you got to you have to you know be able to uh, communicate and you know be versatile and flexible. Um, make in-game adjustments, um, and those things you know will build on over the course of training camp. Um, you know we'll work towards those things. You don't do it all on day one. Or you can't. Vikings looking good in those shades. He's like he's ready, ready for the part, man. Ready for the part on day one. Yeah, he's got, camp. he's got, um, he definitely has the head coach look down, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that doesn't necessarily look look like a DC. That looks like a guy who knows what a head coach should look like. Yeah. He and he knows, like he knows what he's really auditioning for. That's oh, absolutely. Here. Again, absolutely. I mean, he was a finalist, I think, for the Cardinals' job uh, last year. So Judd is back from day one of Vikings training camp. He's going to be back out there later today for for a day two oh. in the sweltering heat. Slept well last night, though, boys. I'll tell you that. When you're in that heat oh, yeah, for a I'll few just... hours, man, I went to. I think I went to bed at 10 o'clock, and I was yeah. out. So it was good. Yeah, make sure uh, you hydrate out there, Judd. Okay. Make sure you drink a jug of water. Okay. I've been hydrating a lot. I've, I've been doing a good job. Cut down on the coffee slightly too to, to remove some of the caffeine from my system. It's not, you know what? SPF fifty. This is a guy who was outside all day, and I didn't get burned. No, you look you look pretty you look good. Pretty good. S, SPF fifty is kind of the, like I'm the same way when I was in in Vegas for a couple of days, and we did like five hours outside, completely unprotected, no clouds, Ooh. nothing. Yeah. And uh, the SPF thirty, I started to get a little bit red for the first hour. Switched to SPF fifty. It was like I wasn't even outside. Spray, so. too. So I, I was pleased. It worked very well. Because nothing nothing is worse than the next day when it hurts to walk as you're burned. So I'm Laying in bed. That. That's when you're burnt. Laying oh, in bed. Yeah. That's that's oh. the absolute worst when you're burnt. That is a bad burn, man. It mm-hmm. really, really hurts. Purple Daily here for Banana Boat, SPF 50. If yeah. anybody wants to, yeah, I mean, come on, SPF 50, <laughs> join on board. Join Purple so, Daily. Uh, uh, I will say that TCL does support our show, and we appreciate that. I saw someone sent us their new TCL TV yesterday yeah. on Twitter. So, awesome. yeah, if, if you have purchased a TCL TV, then uh, send us a picture of it. So TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning Ooh. picture quality, and they make more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. You can learn more 
at TCL.com. And our friends at Federated, so uh, Federated organizes the Federated Challenge every year to raise money for Big Brothers Big Sisters. An all-time record was set at the Federated Challenge event Sunday night into Monday. Over $4 million raised for the three chapters of Big Brothers Big Sisters in Minnesota. So, I mean, in addition to the great work they do with businesses, they're just a huge proponent of Big Brothers Big Sisters. So pretty cool to see $4 million raised. Uh, at that awesome event. If you are interested in elevating your business through risk management tools and resources, Federated Insurance is here for you with over a hundred years of experience. Federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, let's dive right in to Judd's camp notes here from day one of training camp. Take us on a journey here, Judd. I will. Take us. And I, I just want to issue a, a word of Warning, since this is the first one, okay? If you're uh, a person that's like, oh, if they want a training camp, who? Ca-? this is not the show for you right now, okay? But if you want the meat and potatoes, what I saw, what I heard, how I felt about things, then you have come to the right place. Because there is uh-huh. no piece of football knowledge that is too small for me right now to want to talk about. So will, observations will be made. They will be made on a daily basis. They might change. But I just want to warn you, because every year there's like some people are like, it's too early for, I mean, who cares what happened? Well, we care. I, I we wanna care. I want to know like who, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, because we will take any and all listeners and viewers, if you are a casual I'm fan, sure if you're a hardcore fan, but like if you are watching or listening to a, a literal daily Vikings podcast, literal like 365 day a year podcast and you're a little annoyed that we're going too deep on like the backup cornerback situation on day one of training camp this might not be the show for you in late july you may want to wait till like exactly that's september okay this is a one-time thing. I'm just saying we are going to. I've got. I've got. Um, I got. What are my they phone. They're talking about. What are they talking I got about a football notebook. Bar. I got. It's I got July. more. I got more stuff here than I know what to do with. I'll get to as much as possible. It's day one. I'll be out there again. We'll have more on Friday. This is what makes this show great. Um, do you want to start with on the field or off the field? As far as like, do do you want to start with contract stuff? Do you no. want to start with position on the, battles? On the field? On the we field. we oh, just perfect. tease the whole training. Yep, we gotta go on the field. Perfect on the field. On perfect, the field. perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, okay, we touched on this uh, with Doogie as well during the Mackey and, and Judd Minnesota uh, scoops um, sports scoop session. But I want to delve down on this. Because I think one of the most, and really one of the few, like, big battles, like, I don't perceive, and some might develop, but going into camp, I don't perceive a ton of positions as being wide open, right? Cornerback is one. And this is not going to surprise you, given my observations from the OTAs and the uh, two-day mini camp. but the first observation is not going to surprise you. The second part, I think, is worth discussion. The cornerback position right now, it's very clear that if a Caleb Evans can avoid concussions, and I say that with no smart ass intended, it, but but he had three l- last year, and that grow that gets to be a big concern. If he can avoid concussions, I think Brian Flores has decided he likes him. A Caleb Evans at this point on the first day of training camp was the left cornerback. The right cornerback was Byron Murphy Jr., who we know is going to play outside in base. So I think those guys are ahead of the ballgame coming in. But as we know, the nickel corner position 
and when that's used, is basically a starter as well because this is now a pass happy league. And not surprisingly, Brian Murphy, Byron Murphy Jr. Excuse me, moves inside in the nickel corner. The guy that got a lot of work as the right corner with the first team. I'm not saying all of it, but a lot of work, and I didn't see this coming. Was free agent pickup Joan Williams, who is an interesting player. Now he did not. He's been with the Patriots. He was a second round pick of the Patriots. Did not play last year because of injury. Has limited playing time in his uh, in his years with the Pats. But he's six three two twelve. And as someone observed to me as we watch practice, and I'm not drawing a comparison other than physical stature, okay? Yeah. yeah. Looked like Xavier Rhodes out there. Looked like just the physical stature. And I think that there's something to, to be said for size of a cornerback. So it was interesting that Joan Williams, on the first day of camp, appeared to be the first team guy. And more interesting than that, perhaps, is that Andrew Booth Jr., was on the second team, and that's a second-round pick, a guy that was hurt a lot from 2022. So that was the first thing that stood out, because I would not have predicted that going to practice yesterday. Super interesting, and, and this may change today, for all we know. I mean, you may see, yeah. you may see, and it'll change from rep to rep, potentially. But, so Byron Murphy Jr., absolutely a lock. He's making the most money. He's, you know, they don't really have, like, a senior member of that cornerback room, I guess, but he would be it. Yeah. He's like I don't even think he's twenty six yet. I think he's still like twenty five. He might might have turned twenty six this summer. Mm-hmm. So like the oldest, the oldest in terms of the guys that may start, the oldest he's cornerbacks are maybe twenty five, right? He's twenty five right now too. You're right. Yep. And Williams is uh, twenty five and a half. Doesn't turn twenty six until uh, early December. But Williams was a second round pick, I, and I, and he was kind of even on our show like, oh, they signed uh, Joan Williams. Didn't play last year. It's, it seems like kind of a depth signing. I don't think we expected him to be getting first-team reps in actual training camp. But when you start to look, okay, he comes from... Now, uh, Flores didn't coach him in New England. Flores was gone from New England and on to... Uh, at least I don't believe they crossed paths. I don't think they did in 2019. I think Flores was gone. But it's the same Belichickian 3-4 system, the, the more aggressive... Uh, sort of week-to-week game plan 3-4 system that Flores wants to run. Mm-hmm. So you get a guy that comes from a similar system, familiar with Bill Belichick, et cetera, right? He was a second-round pick, the 45th overall pick in the 2019 draft. He was – that's a high pick not that long ago because he's only 25 years old. But he's only played in four years in the NFL. He's only played 552 defensive snaps. So just – it, it kind of seems like another, I know this is more of a, a Flores, I'm sure Flores in the room with like Quasi saying, hey, here's a guy in free agency that we can get our hands on. But Quasi loves to buy low on first and second round picks formerly, right, that maybe haven't fulfilled their potential yet. So sure. he does check some interesting boxes and he's six foot three, two, listed at six foot three, 215 yeah. pounds. You saw him in person and he looks every bit of that. From practice yesterday, so uh, played SEC football. I mean, Vanderbilt got pounded every game, but like he's played high level football, SEC, New England, Belichick system. So interesting guy to keep an eye on here that we maybe hadn't like put top of mind when talking about these cornerbacks. And I, it also comes back to what exactly is the perception of Brian Flores and the coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball of Andrew Booth Jr. Yeah, I and this is okay. So this is it's. Reckless speculation Thursday across the Score North platforms. So 
Let me provide this interesting curveball of speculation completely on my oh, part, okay. though. And this is gonna, I'm going to combine what I saw in the spring with what I'm seeing now. And again, like you said, it could change by today. Um, I sense Makai Blackman might be ahead of Booth as well. Now, they're on the second team in the base defense together, okay? But Makai Blackman, who, if I'm not mistaken, is a 2023 third-round pick, is a kid that was, and I continue to talk about this, but I think it's important. Brian Flores was in the draft room when he was taken. So flat out, I think we can ask the, the question, is is Andrew Booth Jr. the type of fit that Brian, because Brian Flores plays a very specific style. Like, it's a very aggressive style. It requires the cornerbacks, obviously, to hold up as well. So I do think that the most interesting, interesting thing to watch right now is the nickel situation, and the fact that Williams was with the first team, but also keep an eye on the Blackman Booth competition from the depth chart perspective, because yeah. I think that they might be higher on Blackman than Booth. And and the thing with Booth was, you know, he was supposedly a first round talent who fell to the second round because he couldn't stay healthy. And then that became the self-fulfilling prophecy last season as well. So this this to me is going to be worth watching because I think in addition to the first round pick from last year, Lewis Seen, who again was with the second team, I think there's also going to have to be a close eye kept on Booth and his progress or lack thereof. You know, on one hand you could you could make a case for this cornerback room that boy, look at all the young talent. You've got you've got second round picks just kind of crawling over each other to get playing time here. Everyone's under the age of 26 years old. Look at you've just got a handful of good, young, talented corners, and you can make a, a very strong case that it's a position of strength and growth and everything. But then you could also make a case that, boy, there's a lot of guys that are fighting for you know starting snaps that have done nothing so far in the NFL, and they're young and might not know what they're doing. And I'm so curious to see how this manifests. Are you going to wind up with like four guys who should be starters, and it's a great problem to have? Or are you going to wind up with a bunch of inexperienced dudes that are going to get picked apart by some of these quarterbacks on the schedule? You know, we don't, and we don't know yet. We don't know. It's a very fair question. Dex. Yeah, yeah, I just think there's so much unproven players on that on that side of the ball, and with even though the NFC North is not what it used to be with Rodgers and Stafford, even like Jay Cutler from a few years ago, um, you will just get picked apart. You're playing a first place schedule. The first five games of the year, you're seeing Joe Burrow, you're seeing Pat Mahomes, you're seeing Jalen Hurts. Like there, there is actually even a, a more conversation here. Like the Vikings could stumble pretty quickly in their first five games. They're playing a lot of good quarterbacks, and those QBs are going to pick though, them right? apart. Uh, Herbert, yeah, yeah, Herbert, guys in. Herbert, Herbert. Okay, Herbert, yeah, Herbert. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Sorry. yeah. So, yeah, there. And the thing too is, is I think it's it's going to be imperative, even if they don't succeed, that everybody that they start there at at the corner spots can play what Flores wants. So, like, if you're not a fit, I think you're in trouble. Because I, I think what we're go- going to see is the 180 of the Donna shell. Like, we're going to see aggressiveness. you got to hold up. And so, like, if the perception is, well, I mean, this guy, w- this guy w- would be good in some schemes, but not my scheme, mm-hmm. that's going to hold guys back. And that's where I think, to, to Phil's point about Williams' experience in the Patriots system, which obviously translates to what Flores knows, I think if – if Brian Flores is comfortable with what you can do, you don't have to be a star, but you're going to be ahead of a guy who Flores questions. And Booth might be that guy. He might be the guy that Flores says, this looks like a great pick and it would be a great pick for some teams, but it doesn't necessarily fit my expectation. Yeah. 
Reckless right, speculation. Let's, let's stay. Can we stay on the field for your next? Oh, of course we another, can. Let's okay. stay on the defensive side. Because there's going to be questions here. Like there's, I don't feel like there's a ton of jobs open here, but there's questions. And I'm going to combine off the field very briefly with an on the field fallout of said topic. Daniil Hunter, his, his hold in has started. He's not coming to practice. I don't know if he's in the building. I don't know if he's being sent home. But, you know, it's very clear that he is, like, they aren't close enough where he is coming out to watch practice. So, for all, all I know, this could get done in two days. For all I know, he could be traded in a week. So we got to talk about outside linebacker and the plan there. Because as of now, your, what is it, a combined 22, 20 and a half sacks. Zadarius Smith had 10. Daniil had a team leading 10 and a half. They are gone, okay? The outside edge rusher on the right side, no surprise, Marcus Davenport, who comes from the Saints, had half a sack last year, but has plenty of career sacks. And I think, Phil, to your, your point from when Davenport was signed, also PFF-wise, graded out decently as far as pressures in 2022, correct? He, he Yes, but he is not, I don't want to like, put him in the same category as Daniil Hunter or as no. Darius Smith. He's not, he is to this point, not on the level of those two guys, but he's on a prove it contract. And so it looks like he is going to be the replacement ideally for Zadarius Smith, which makes a ton of sense. If Hunter's on the left side, he's not. And this is where it gets interesting because if Daniil Hunter is traded right now, DJ Wanham, who I think had a career high, something like eight sacks in 2021 in Zimmer's last year, and I think it was down to four last season, and I'm sure he didn't see as much playing time. He is the starting outside linebacker slash pass rush specialist on Daniil Hunter's left side. But the interesting wild card here is getting some work with the second team in day one of training camp was Luigi Volane. Yeah. Hmm. who, as as we talked about on the scoops with Doogie, looks to me like sort of a hybrid linebacker safety type. He looks like he fits the physical model that I think Flores is after, which, again, goes to sort of this thought process. It's a bit cliched, I'm sure, but of positionless football, right? Like like you have the ability to do different things. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Wannup's not exactly an established player. i got to be honest. If Daniel Hunter is traded or this just goes on in perpetuity – I think Luigi Volane's a guy to keep an eye on in camp, and he's a guy that can definitely jump up. I don't think DJ Wanham in any way, shape, or form is guaranteed that job. No, I don't. I think I don't mean to like disrespect DJ Wanham here because I don't. I think he's just kind of a rotation guy. You know, he's not a, yep. and he's been around long enough now. Like after a couple of years, you can kind of tell, even in a small sample size, can a, can a guy get after a quarterback? And the answer for Wanham has been not really. So I'm going to hit you guys with uh, with a, a stat here called win percentage, pass rush win percentage, courtesy of Pro Football Focus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Football. I know. I know. So it's the percentage of wins versus blocking on pass rush snaps. So did you win your rep? Did you get by the left tackle or whatever it is? It doesn't necessarily have to be a sack, but it's did you win your rep and then – from there, pressure, et cetera, right? Yeah, yep. It's good. I know. I know. I know. This is so good. Right. It's so meat and potatoes right now. So Zadarius Smith had a win percentage of 19.2% last year. Daniil Hunter was 16% last year. DJ Wanham was 
I'm sorry, 8%. Now, Luigi, uh, it's pronounced Luigi Villain, right? That's how we're yep. pronouncing it. Villain. Luigi Villain. Not Luigi Villain, which I think that would might be a be more better. marketable last name. That sounds like a wrestling last name. <laughs> Luigi Villain. Arrgh. So uh, he, he only had 25 pass rushing snaps. His win percentage was 9%. So it's, I think it's too small of a sample size. But then you might say, what about like Patrick Jones as another edge guy, right? To this point, he hasn't shown you. So, so he actually had 160 pass rush snaps, so a pretty good sample last year. Only a 10% win rate. So to be among like the real guys who are giving yourself a chance for pressures and sacks, you got to be up in that like 16, 17, 19% range if you want if you're if you're talking about like stepping in for Zadarius or Daniel Hunter um and they they just don't have anyone like that from their roster last year. I'm trying to find a I'll find Davenport too for you guys. Actually right here. So Davenport's win rate last year was actually higher than Daniel Hunter's. It was 18% win rate. But he didn't translate beating those blocks to actual sacks as often sure. as these other guys did. And that's that's maybe where Brian Flores can come in. But can he get pressures too, though? Yep. Yeah, but his like even like his pressure rate was probably lower than it should have been. Um, but Marcus Davenport has the best chance of stepping in those shoes. They don't really have anyone else on their roster unless someone... Again, this is where the Flores effect comes in. Does Flores develop a guy like Luigi Valente? Does he develop a guy like Wanham or a Patrick Jones, right? Yep. So we'll see. Maybe he develops the Daniel Hunter a little bit more, too. If Daniel Hunter is... If he'll show up for practice, at least. Um, If if you're going out to training camp, which is going to be open to the public on Saturday, Volane, number 43, undrafted free agent in 2022 uh, from Wake Forest. So he's he's a guy they did sign. Keep in mind, Wanham was drafted, I think, in Spielman's last draft. What's Volane listed at? What's his... uh, I got it right here. He is listed at six foot four, two fifty-two. Okay, so he's a little bit bigger than dude. Six foot four, two fifty-two is uh, good length. Get some technique. He's got technique. really good length here. He's okay, got before really we good before we keep going through Judd's notebook. Let's let's go through Judd's journey losing a bunch of weight a couple years ago. Tell the audience oh. how they can do the same thing. Absolutely. That came thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who helped the guy on the left go to the guy on the right. How did they do it? I'm going to tell you right now. They did it with a program that 100% works. And here's the best part. They're going to help you not only shed those unwanted pounds, but keep them off. And right now you're telling me more. Is there a deal? And I got good news for you folks. Not only has football arrived, Livia Days have arrived as well. The best deal of the summer. Join today. Get 50% off your personalized program. You can lose 10 pounds or more in your first two weeks. Voted Minnesota's best weight loss program year after year. All you got to do is call them, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, or go online, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. If you are a uh, PD listener in town, they have centers that, that you can go to, talk to your nutritionists and dietitians. But you know what? If you're in, I don't know, let's say you're in Knoxville, Tennessee, guess what? You can do the whole thing virtually as well. So near or far, I'm going to tell you right now, Livia, L-I-V-E-A, has a winning playbook for your weight loss. Hey, if you're dealing with any type of pain involved with your ankles, feet, literally like you name it, wrist, back, Summit Orthopedics can help. No referrals are needed. They offer same-day appointments as well. They they also offer uh, walk-in orthopedic urgent care seven days a week, starting at 8 o'clock in the morning. 25 locations in the Twin Cities in greater Minnesota. And you can learn more at summitortho.com. That's summitortho.com. 
com. So you don't have to live in pain, folks. Stop on Beautiful. in and, and uh, be proactive. All right. What else? What else happened out there at day one of training camp? Well, I'm going to urge patience and not panic on the return of Brian O'Neill. Uh, he is, and the Vikings talked about this, O'Connell, I think, in particular, talked about this on Tuesday. But Brian O'Neill is working off to the side. Um, he is not taking part in drills. Now, the Vikings have not put him on the pup list, which is the physically unable to perform list, which if they thought he was going to be out for the long term, they definitely would. That's the good news. The bad news is that I think they're going to be very patient. The expectation is that, or the hope, I should say, probably expectation is too strong a word, you guys. The hope is that he will be prepared for the season opener against Tampa Bay. I am not guaranteeing that, though, and I think that the Vikings, I mean, keep in mind, it's an Achilles on a very big man. you got to be careful here because you can, yeah. if that goes again, you're in huge trouble, and this guy is one of the, well, now elite right tackles in the National Football League. Short term, the replacement, and it could be in week one and two, who knows, Ole Udo Good. at right tackle. Now, before you bristle, let me let me ah, caution Declan. you. Come on, Declan. No. Let, let no. me caution. Now, is this ideal? No, but let me caution you. Before you get completely scared, um, Ole Udo earned his bad reputation on as the football guard. field as a guard. Correct. He was moved to guard. He is a tackle. Moving him to guard was irresponsible, stupid, and Looney Tunes. And anybody yeah. could have told yeah. the Vikings that. I think we talked about this in depth when they did it. Like, what are you doing? They basically called him two weeks before camp and said, can you play guard? What's the yeah. kid supposed to say? No, bleep you. So anyway, um, but you need to be patient. And if Brian O'Neill is not starting opening day, it's actually a probably pretty smart move because if that Achilles goes again, he's probably lost for an entire season, if not more. And we have seen, you guys, we have seen big men never rebound, i.e. Phil Loldholt from an Achilles that tore. Yeah, so he, so Ole Udo as a guard was one of the worst guards in the NFL two years ago. As a tackle, he played almost 200 snaps last year, mostly at right tackle. And he had a 75 grade overall and an 80 pass blocking grade. He is a good backup tackle. He is not to be played at guard. So yeah. if, if if he had to step in for some time, I mean, hell, he stepped in at the end of the season. He started, so he came in for the bulk of the Packers game, which is where Brian O'Neill got hurt. And then he, he started against Chicago and the Giants, and he graded out really, really well, especially as a pass blocker. So... Now, do I want Ole Udo like starting a thousand snaps and playing seventeen games? I don't know if I go that far, but I am uh, I am pro Ole Udo as a depth tackle, anti Ole Udo as a guard. <laughs> Six foot five, three hundred twenty pounds. He's got the athleticism and the length. He is a tackle, one hundred percent. If he can be Rashad Hill, that's absolutely fine, right? Like yep. like Rashad Hill was a very serviceable. You know, T.J. Clemmings was a disaster. Rashad Hill was a guy that could play both sides. Did you want him starting all the time? Absolutely not. But you need depth. So, yes, I think it's very important, though. The the Ole Udo that Declan Goff hates is a guard, not a tackle. Do you want some football porn now? Because I've got some highlights to give you. Wow, dude. Wow. Yeah. Let's let's day one at camp. I was sweating profusely. I was sweating profusely, trying to drink and to take notes at the same time. And by drink, I do mean agua. Um, but I got some football porn for you. All right. Do you want me to hit the football porn music? Sure. Okay. Okay. Here's the football right. porn music. Yeah. Because I, I want to talk highlights of practice. And I want to talk about 
the wide receiver position. Yeah. The wide receiver position. By the way, Adam Thielen, his 19 is now being worn by Brandon Powell, who I think is a former Ram. So we've moved on. What we do have is we have JJ, we have KJ, and Jordan Addison. And I'm going to tell you, first of all, Jefferson, full participant. I don't know where the contract stands, um, but it's clearly not a problem, which is awesome. That's really, really good. They're probably getting pretty close. They're probably going to get it done. But but more importantly, my God, that guy, They. it's been said of, of certain guys who play baseball, Kent Herbeck comes to mind, that dude could roll out of bed in December and hit. Justin Jefferson could roll out of bed in July, and he did, and make catches. I mean, it I, is think, just, I think Kent Herbeck sometimes would literally just, like, roll out of bed. Yeah, he was, he like, hit. the most well-conditioned He's your guy athlete. on the Bernard Show. But anyway, he is. He is. He Justin hit. Jefferson seems to put a lot, of, a lot of body work in, you know, during the summertime. The reason why we should not dismiss – I mean, K.J. Osborne also made some nice plays. In fact, he might have made the most nice catches or the most catches of – any receiver yesterday, but the reason why we can't dismiss him as being the second option ahead of Addison, especially when the season starts, is this. Nobody is works harder on the craft than him. He stayed after practice to work with a teammate on the jugs machine to help a young receiver, yeah. um, but he works on the craft continually. Like, you can tell, he he's not the most gifted player, but he has the He's gifted, and he is the element of working his ass off. And he made some nice plays. Um, Kirk threw some beautiful passes. He threw some b- bad ones, which I think is to be expected on day one of camp. And then I do w- want to address Jordan Addison last, and I actually put up on my Twitter account a highlight of him catching a pass in drills while we were still allowed to film. But, okay, here's the good. Addison, as far as I can tell, his footwork is damn good. He runs routes well, and don't laugh. Laquan Treadwell and Cordell Patterson couldn't do that. Um, Jordan, his size is going to be a concern, and I'm so interested to see when he gets jammed off the line because his responsibility is going to be to release and be a downfield threat to create more for Jefferson underneath potentially, but you're going to need to get him downfield. And he is listed at, and it's probably generous, He's listed on the first training camp uh, roster at 5'11", 175. But, that's, that's, yeah. but I will say this. I don't think you're, you're going to have a problem with bad route technique and footwork, which is a huge uh, starting point. Because I, I now, in retrospect, I think the thing that caught him in, in Philadelphia is a problem and was a problem here on occasion – last year, and I think finally eventually got him benched in some key situations, Jalen Rager's route running was not good. Like, he ran that one pick that I think was in quarterback, the documentary, um, and it looks like a terrible pass by Kirk. Rager just stopped the route, like, Mm -hmm. inexplicably. So, Addison, I think the route technique is good. I think the footwork is good. But above and beyond, like, his driving, just get past that for now, um, the thing that I'm curious to see is in press coverage, how quickly can he get off the line? Because the and can he stay healthy? Because this is not a big man. Curious what it looks like. We talked earlier in the episode about Jawan Williams, the you know the cornerback, the six. He's listed six foot three, 
215 pounds. So when he's lined up on the outside, they're in, you know, defense is in nickel, right? And Jordan Addison, if he's, is he ever lined up against six foot three, 215 pound cornerbacks like Joan Williams in the NFL? I mean, that's how can you get off the line giving up that type of weight and that type of, I mean, your footwork has to get you sort of, you're you're probably not going to win a hand fight as often unless you can, you know, I mean, that's part of it. You have to get their hands off of you, but that is going to be something that's a thing for sure. Like, and he will have a chance to bulk up, but I don't think like, he's certainly not going to get to six foot two. <laughs> so no, can, not, can yeah, he bulk exactly. up to like 195 pounds? Maybe is a question. Absolutely. And the last thing off that is keep an eye. Jalen Naylor, who impressed at times, he, he got more chances as the, on offense as the season progressed last year. Jalen Naylor is a guy to, to watch. He might be, he might be a sneaking competitor for <laughs> like yeah. playing time as well. Um, I don't know how much they're going to employ for receivers, especially with Hawkinson and Oliver now, probably resulting in more 12 personnel. But that being said, Jalen Naylor is a guy that I think you should keep an eye on because I think he might be a sneaky good sixth round pick. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, he's he's shown some flashes in the preseason and in just like some of the garbage time that he got at the end of the year. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, yeah. You're going to get on Purple <laughs> Daily going forward the next several weeks here. Judd's Jer- notes. Last note, Jaron Hall didn't throw a lot of passes and drills, but he threw at least one. And Lucky Jackson, deep route down the left wow. side. I need- nice pass. Lucky Jackson with the Lucky catch. Jackson updates, too. We Jaron will Hall need to do with the throw. Some, a Jaron Hall update episode at some point here. So in the just keep future. that in your back pocket, though. Put okay. that in your back pocket. He made a very nice path. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's time, gentlemen, here on the show and ladies and gentlemen who are watching the show for the Random Viking of the Week presented by our friends at EcoFun. Electric bikes are a blast and you can get into, they have a a large stock of electric bikes at both EcoFun locations that you can get into. Uh, Discounts on pretty much everything right now in terms of uh, electric bikes, and there's two EcoFun stores to shop at in the metro area, Forest Lake off I-35 and in Burnsville off 35W and Connie Road 42. You can also check them out at EcoFunMotorsports.com. That's EcoFunMotorsports.com. Tell them that uh, us knuckleheads at Purple Daily or Score North sent you in. So it's losers out here is how we're doing it now. Judd is the latest loser. <laughs> On random yeah. Viking of the week, yeah. so you've got clues for me and Declan. You're going to give a series of clues. We get up to three incorrect guesses each as we go up against each other. If we if we do hit the third incorrect guess, 
It's elimination time. All-time, Judd with 54 wins in Random Viking of the Week. Declan with 28. I have 10. We just started sort of splitting these up uh, with a three-way competition in the last couple months. So some of the most recent Random Vikings of the Week include our guy Alex Boone, Robert Tate, Erasmus James, Tyrell Johnson, and Lance Johnstone. So, Judd, we'll turn it over to you here. All right, gentlemen, are you ready? Let's do this. Yes. All right. This former Viking played college football at William and Mary. Is it Darren Sharper? No. Did he play at William and Mary? He did. Very good. Oh, my God. Dex. That would have been awesome. I would have been upset even. Oh. He was a three-year starter at said college at wide receiver. He was born in Hampton, Virginia. I'm going to search real quick. Control F, just to see if if somebody. I, all right, I'm not googling. I'm, anything. I'm not competing against you. I'd be Declan who would have a problem. Well, that, that person's already been. All right, next clue. He attended high school in Newport News, Virginia. And yes, we have used. Percy Harvin. So it is not Percy Harvin. Okay. Declan beat me at the draft party. I'm bitter about that. All right. Next clue. This gentleman's father was drafted by the Baltimore Colts and did play professionally in the Canadian Football League for the Montreal Alouettes. Dexter, are you on this at all? I feel like you're no, really quiet here. I'm um, just thinking. I, I have an. I, I, do, have, I, I, I do don't have a guess. I have a guess. But I just don't want to. I don't okay. want to get to zero and two here. Okay. Yeah. Well, you dig yeah. yourself your hole. Now you're fine. Yeah, Joey Gallo. Come on, come on, Joey Gallo. <laughs> all right. His first team in the National Football League was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You gonna guess, Declan? No, I'm sniffing around, but no. Okay. By the time he got to Tampa Bay, he had switched to the other side of the football on defense. It. I knew this wasn't a wide receiver. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. He earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers in two thousand three. Nope. Was he Colts? He was Colts, not Bucks. He played for the Bucks too, I think. Ah, he did play for the Bucks. Man, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm hunting around right now. You're sniffing around it, but you got to put the thinking cap on a little bit more. <sighs> he indeed was a teammate of Darren Sharper's at William and Mary. Oh, oh. Ah. okay. Hold on. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Long time till practice. You ready? 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. His NFL coaches included Tony Dungy, John Gruden, and Brad Childress. Oh my God! This is mm. gonna. I'm gonna be upset about this. This is right. I mean, I freaking covered this guy. Yeah. I covered this beat with this yes, guy. You yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. He was one of my favorites. I love this guy. One year. No, he didn't. All right. Okay. Clue number 11. He played a key role in the Vikings having a top-ranked run defense. Oh, God. Why am I blind? I'm, I'm just, I'm going through all their, I don't want to say too much, but. God, this is fun. This is fun from this chair. God. What am I, what am I, what am I missing? God. Dwight Smith. I'll, I'm just going to speak out loud. If it helps Declan, it helps Declan. All right. Antoine Winfield went to Ohio State. Cedric Griffin wasn't old enough. He went to Texas. Next clue. Tank Williams didn't play enough to help the defense that Go ahead, much. Jed. Next clue. He became a college assistant coach after his playing days. Who were the freaking other? Unless I'm sniffing around the wrong position. I don't know how that. Okay. Okay, I'm on my last clue, but the clues now are going to be, be prepared to shout out the answer, okay? Because now the clues are going to go down a path that's probably going to to reveal my tactics. Well, okay. okay. Can I ask a question before you do that? Sure. Did he play the same position? Did he? Was he in the? Uh, was he a safety? In at William and Mary, I believe he was. I or no, 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 he was no, 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 he was not. No. God. Scratch that. He was not a safety at all. Knows a lot about it, but he wasn't a safety. All right. Next clue. Despite having been with Tampa Bay for several years, he was actually considered still young when he got to the Vikings. This is embarrassing. So he was a he was a, a cornerback, right? He's a cornerback. Antoine, who are those players? But it was Antoine. You're saying, but he okay, played for Childress. Okay, but he, was, he, he was he was he was still young. Then he was like it was like early Childress. He was he was not a cornerback. Oh my god! But he was a wide receiver in in uh, college. That's incredible. How many he guesses spent, have I burned? Two. You burned, burned two. two, right? He he spent only one season with the Vikings in 2006. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Did he play after that? No. So he finished his career. Did not play. The Vikings. I didn't cover him then. I started covering in 07. So I, this is a little bit. Oh, man. 06 Vikings were really. <laughs> this is fun because I'm out of clues and now I'm going to have to do it yeah, off the, the top. The, the 06 Vikings, Vikings. were actually kind of random. Kind of random. Oh, top of my head. DJ. All right, next clue. Came over, from, came over from the Buccaneers. Played linebacker? Is a linebacker? No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> what did he... This is the biggest wide receiver ever at Just, William & Mary? Just a 290-pound wide receiver? Despite 
Pat Williams size wide. Despite making his name with four three defenses, after he left the Vikings, he went to a defense that was a three four. <laughs> and oh, worked man. with Dick LeBeau. I'm thinking those linebackers, like, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, let's just help each other then, whoever gets it. I mean, they had, they had Dontarius, they had EJ. I'm trying to think of who played next to EJ. Lieber came around that time, but he was with the Chargers. Greenway was drafted. Greenway. Was the other. And then they, well, they went and got Vinny Churchu uh, in 2007. I had Vinny Churchu. That was a guy. I mean, that was a I, guy. That was a slappy. This is tough. This is embarrassing. This this guy. You might have to give it. Start giving initials at some point. This guy is still in the National Football League. Still working in the National Football League. In what capacity? He's prominent. <laughs> he's prominent. He's very. He's he, he's in a very prominent Wait. job. Is this a player? It's Mike Tomlin. Oh, God! Come on! No, Phil did this with Bevel. I found it. This was done with Daryl Bevel. This was done. I picked the other coordinator. I picked the other coordinator, and I set you guys up. (laughs) William and Mary. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Wow, dude. Wow. That was fun, you guys. Um, it was fun for you, but it was a lot of fun. I'll for take me. the W. I will take the W. It is Mike Tom Mike D. Two thousand six. Mike Tomlin. Oh my gosh, Declan, how do you feel about that? You seem pretty enraged. Yeah, that, that's bevel, a load of crap. I that's the bevel one got got me, and I protested it, and I was told no, it doesn't have to be a it, former Viking right. player. You're right, and so I said, okay, gloves are off. Gloves are off. All right, it's Wait, Declan's turn. It's Declan's turn next week. All right, we got to go. We got to go. That oh, is uh, your Thursday episode here of Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win the Super Bowl before we die.